Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Let's get together and fight a fish for medical research in Australia's biggest fishing competition, the Pertec Fishing Challenge. Fish your favourite spots right across Australia. There's over $280,000 in cash and prizes to be won. It's only $30 plus postage to enter, and we'll send you this cool cap, brag mat, and sticker. Proudly supporting Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia and the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit. Enter now at pertechfishingchallenge.com.au. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Legend Series with Andrew Eddingshausen, Part Two. Enjoy. Elite level first graders have obviously all got high levels of talent, but there's more to it that separates you guys from us. Uh, the wish that we could have got there. Is it a mental strength? Is it commitment? Is it discipline? Is it? an unwillingness to compromise, the fact that you hate losing? Is it a combination of all of the above? Yeah, it really is a combination of all of the above. I think you have to be, um, you know, and and you, you talk about, you, you have to feel good about what you're doing and, and uh, so, you know, and, and the more um, the more confident you are, um, the, better you'll, the better you'll be as a player. Um, you've got to have. You've got to take that self sort of driven, self drive, um, that confidence, um, that will that nobody's going to beat you. Uh, and if they do, well, then you're going to go harder and work at work on your game and work on your talents. Um, and yeah, I think it's funny, you know. Like if you do feel that you've that you're you know, and, and you don't have to be a bragger or anything like that. But if you do feel good about yourself and that you, that you're, at, you know, you're at a at a, at a high high level and um, uh, and that you can achieve that high level all the time at a real consistent base, I think that's um, you do end up playing very very well all the time. I remember, uh, you know, Jack Gibson said, you know, it's not about playing, you know, being a, a ten every week. It's about uh, you know, or a ten this week and a, and a six next week. It's about being a seven every week. Yep. And and that's sort of where you want to be. You know, you want to be able to be a seven every week. So you you probably your worst performance is a seven. You know, might be a six, and your best performance might be an eight or a nine. Yeah. Um, but you're always in that top top range, and uh, and so you know you've got to you've got to drive yourself to um, to work. It's all the stuff you do. Off the field, you know, people will go down a Tuesday night training and have a look at that. But it's the time that you're spending, um, you know, practicing grubbers yeah. uh, at home against a tree or or kicking a ball and trying to hit the post every time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all those little those little perfections that you're trying, and then then utilizing all the skills you've got. You know, some guys are really big and strong, others are super quick and fast, and some have got great steps. And you know, so it's utilizing all those skills that you've got, and then actually trying to implement new skills, so things that you that other guys can do that you can't do, well, it's about time I started practising yeah. that and training it and, you know, and it, it, wow. And all of a sudden it just becomes part of your game as well. I love your durability, 18 seasons and a real level of versatility, fullback, wing and centre. So two parts to this question. 
Which position did you like and which position did you play your best football at? Yeah, it's a funny one, really. I, I always played fullback, wing or centre. I played it for Cronulla, for the Blues and for Australia. Yep. So, um, you know, and it was uh, – and each position is slightly different. You know, some people might think they're all the same, but they're definitely not. No. In the centre, you, 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 you know, I played um, 17 of my 18 years at Cronulla in the centres. Mm. Um, and the first year I played fullback. And then – then I was shifted to the centres. Um, I enjoyed the defensive work in the centres uh, and I always enjoyed that. Um, but when it came to, say, a, a representative um, team, I had the you know ability to play wing as well and then, you know, I could play fullback. So I was a pretty versatile that, um, you know, coaches couldn't leave me out of teams yeah. because I could play wing, centre or fullback. Um, I could be on the bench or I could be... In the starting lineup, and most of the time, I just wanted to be in that starting lineup. So I, I just played as as hard as I could to to get picked um, in in one of those three positions. It didn't matter, but I wanted to be in the starting lineup. You know, um, there we've debunked the theory that as long as I'm in the seventeen, every player wants to be in the thirteen. Yeah, no, I wanted to be in the thirteen. Yeah, yeah. but it's nice to be in the seventeen. But but. Um, you know, you're not not death wishing other players, but uh, uh, yeah. you know, players. You know, things things will change, and yeah. opportunities will will come. And you know, I feel that um, in those earlier days, I did take them. You know, make the most of the opportunities that came my way. And you've got to be ready for that. Yep. Um, you know, every every single opportunity you have, you have to throw yourself in there, two hundred percent. You just got to give it everything you got. Because you might never, never happen again. So, um, but out of those three positions, I really back in the eighties, I loved playing fullback. I had two years at fullback for Leeds in England as well. Yes, and that was back in the eighties. And uh, yeah, I had a fantastic uh, time over there. Actually, Cliffy Lyons, um, you know, one of the greatest players I've played alongside. He was uh, the five eight at Leeds, and I was the fullback at Leeds. And oh, we had a ball. I don't know how many tries I scored, but plenty off Cliff. Nice. I could see how Steve Menzies uh, was so yeah. such in an envious position. But um, yeah, no. So I had a. I, I loved getting the ball and looking up, and thirty meters away from me was the first player. Lovely. Now the guys pick the ball up, and they're either getting hammered straight away, <laughs> or they look up and and two meters away from yep. them, they they got opposition. So uh, it was a very different game back then, a completely different world. Um, we trained Tuesday and Thursday nights and Saturday morning, mm. and that was it. Um, pub Thursday night. Yep. Uh, these days, you know, when I, when I finished my career, I was training all Monday, all Tuesday, Wednesday off, all Thursday, all Friday, playing some, game, some day on the weekend. So, you know, um, but the game has changed that much. And our, all those positions, I, look, I really loved um, playing outside Mal on the wing. Yep. Um, and I played two, uh, two kangaroo tours on the wing outside of Mal. Um, the, the first tour, I went over there again as a utility sort of player who could play those three positions, um, and I remember just getting a lucky break. Dale Shearer um, gave me a break that he didn't even realise he did. Uh, you know, there's the emus on the on the Wednesdays yep. and the kangaroos on the Sundays. Well, we're coming into our first game, and we just finished our season, and you know it was. And Rowdy, I remember coming up to Bozo, Bobby Fulton, and saying, oh, you know, oh, Bozo, I've got a bit of a sore belly. I, I don't think I should, uh, you know, should play this weekend, which was only a few days away. Yeah. 
and uh, and I happened to be standing pretty close by, and uh, he goes, ah, oh, Rowdy, and then off Rowdy went kicking the ball, you know, yep. there's nothing wrong with him really. Anyway, so um, uh, yeah, that that uh, Sunday game, the first game of the um, was against St Helens, and I got um, and I got picked on the wing, which was fabulous on the Sunday game. So so uh, out of the 28 players, I had a position, which was fabulous. And so uh, in that first game over there in England, um, I, I tried to make the most of it. I ended up scoring three tries, which was pretty good in the mm. first game. And so Rowdy was injured again for the next, the next <laughs> game. And uh, that game was against Wigan. And so Wigan are obviously the number one team yeah. over there. And, you know, it was a massive – there was a Wednesday night game and I didn't have to play in that. And then the Sunday game I was back on again but against Wigan. And uh, and I scored another three tries in that game. So that was like two weekends in a row. I've scored three tries, and and uh, Rowdy's going, hmm, I might have to find, <laughs> find another position, you know. <laughs> and so we only had one more game, and then uh, I think the first test was on, and I got picked on the wing, which was fabulous. So it was a really Rowdy ended up on the the other wing, which was great. But um, you know, it was just one of those. Uh, you just had to get into that Sunday team, and um, and I was very fortunate. Thanks to Rowdy, uh, gave me a little window yeah. to, to get in there, and uh, and yeah, sort of made the most of it. Did that frustrate you or piss you off at times over the career playing all year at centre, getting to rep footy, and you're thrown on the wing? Well, not really. I used to look at you know my centre man was Mel Meninga. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going, yeah. okay, I got Mel inside me, and I'm outside the big man. Yeah. Like it doesn't get much better. Yeah. And 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 whilst I played centre and wing, I played both centre and wing like a fullback. So that yes. was my probably my probably the key to my game was the way that I played. So most of the time Mal would look outside and I wouldn't be there, but he wouldn't have the ball. But every time he had the ball, I was outside him. Um, I'd go wandering and, you know, my aim was to score more tries on the other side of the field than this side of the field. And so that was another challenge that I'd put, m- wow. put to myself. So I'd, I'd go out there really hard to back up, you know. So as a winger, I'd take off from the right-hand side because the back line was moving on the left. Yep. And I'd be in there shadowing and finding a hole or setting up a try on that other side of the field. And every time the ball went right, though, I was out on my wing ready, to, to, ready to, to score or ready to, to you know, run down that, that flank with, uh, with the big man. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I played more like a fullback always. Yep. So that was that gave me a great benefit because even in the centres, you know, if, um, you know, I spent as much time on the other side of the field as I did on this side because, you know, sometimes you'd be up against a really hot defender, like a guy who was really going to handle you for the yep. whole game. And, um, and, you know, okay, you can try everything under the sun, but they're very, very solid defenders. So, you know, every now and again you'll get past them, but... Very rarely. Mm. So, but on the other side of the field, you know, there was a weaker player and yep. uh, th- now I'm coming up and popping up on the other side and that centre who only had to mark one dude, now is marking two. Yeah. And, you know, I'd score lots of tries or set up tries on the other side and, you know, at the end of the game, uh, we'd win. I'd scored two tries. Sure, they hadn't have been on this side mm. of the field, but I'd, I'd I'd knocked over a couple of tries and, and that was sort of how I based a lot of my game. It was just about... You know, playing like a fullback 
as much as I possibly could. And, um, you know, I think uh, it was funny, a couple of years ago, they were talking State of Origin and Tommy Turbo was playing the centres and he was playing like this fullback, you know, he was playing all his normal stuff and tore them apart. Yep. And I'm going, oh, yeah, well, that, you know, that was back <laughs> in the day. That's, that's, that's all I did. I did that you 30 know, years that, ago. Yeah, I did that 30 years ago. That's yeah. not it. But it was all about like, wow, well, what, you know, this is sort yeah. of like new, a new thing. And I'm going, no, guys, sort of, uh, yep. yeah, this has been going on for many, Absolutely. many, many years. Mate, 30 games for New South Wales over 12 series. Uh, is there a standout moment in blue, something that just stands above the others for whatever reason? Yeah, I think the year we won, we, we didn't change a player. We had um, – I remember going into the third match. It might have been the 80, uh, 96 season. Yep. And um, we were going into that um, into that uh, final game and we'd, we'd had a beat-up bench. We probably had – Two or three guys who really could hobble around. That was about it. And and um, and Gus basically said, "Listen, boys, we're doing something different this year. We're all going to war together. We're taking the whole squad through. So, you know, that everyone was picked, even if they could only jog. And we ended up winning the, the series three yep. nil. That that no doubt was, you know, that was a highlight because the Queensland team was always an amazing team." When I first started, all the way from the days when Wally was, you know, captain, and and I was with Sturlo and 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 Brett Kenny and Piercy and those guys, we had really unbelievable teams, and went through an era which was just outstanding. Uh, you know, there was no one way domination. Um, at times, the Blues got up, and at other times, the Maroons got up. But most of the score lines were fourteen, twelve, or yes. you know, I lost two games on the bell, and I won two games on the bell, including my first game Your where debut. Sparkles yeah. McGaw scored within a millimetre of the dead ball line. Yeah. Mick Stones awarded the try to uh, um, to the Queenslanders' disbelief. I think. Um, yeah, the coach was sort of not not real happy. Uh, couldn't believe Famous it either. Famous vision of that and Wayne Bennett. Wayne on. Bennett, he yeah. was just going, no, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, but I'd I'd lost two games on the bell. We should have won as well. So it, it just shows you that um, the games were so close, the teams were so close, and what made the Kang- what made it great state of origin then was the fact that you were fighting for your Australian kangaroo position, and. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were you were really fighting for it. Like, if you didn't play well in the state of origins, um, and your team didn't win, well, you were, they were going to get more Queenslanders in. You were than, no chance. You, that's yeah. right, and often you were no chance. So it was really a, a you know it was a, a major war, and that's why the footy was so good because everybody was desperate to get into that kangaroo team, and it's such a shame the kangaroo um, tours aren't on anymore because. Uh, you know, I, I missed the 86 tour, but I was overplaying in England. The 1990 tour was incredible and the yep. 94 tour was incredible. And, yeah, to not, have, you know, that they were definitely the highlights of my career, just being a part of those. Who were your roomies on the 90 and 94 tours? Uh, Mark McGall was my roomie on the <laughs> 1992 tour, so I knew Sparkles pretty well. And on the 94 tour was Rod Wishart, so down the Steelers' end. Wow. So, um yeah, no, it was it was good. I ended up having Steve Walters as one as a as a as a uh, a roomie at one stage as well. But yeah, they were basically my my roommates for the three months, which were which was great. Mate, the Sharks had some wonderful years while you were there. Some really tough ones too. Um, what period or what year would you consider the closest you probably got to to that premiership and and ending the bad shark jokes? 
Probably the, the 89 season, we'd come out of 88 as minor premiers. Yep. But when you do that, the next year is sort of like that is your year. And we had a really strong team and we'd, we'd all grown up from that year before and we were even better and we went right through. I think we were in the top few teams. And um, right on the, in the big day and the big moment, we got beaten, I think, by the Bulldogs. Um, I think Terry Lamb or whatever ended up carving us up that day mm. and and um yeah so we ended up missing missing out which I thought that year was definitely a really red hot year for us. Let's get together and fight a fish for medical research in Australia's biggest fishing competition, the Pertec Fishing Challenge. Fish your favourite spots right across Australia. There's over $280,000 in cash and prizes to be won. It's only $30 plus postage to enter and we'll send you this cool cap brag mat and sticker. Proudly supporting Prostate Cancer Foundation of Australia and the Peter Duncan Neurosciences Research Unit. Enter now at pertechfishingchallenge.com.au And then uh, and another year in the 90s, um, I think 97 it might have been where we were minor premiers again. Or 98 it might have been. Yeah, 98 I think we were minor premiers and we really, really had a good um, a good, uh, good team. Um, and we played in the Super League Grand Final, so. Yeah. Um, but you know, we played against an absolute red. We had a good team, but we. But yes. Queensland had a state of origin team. Yeah. And the Broncos. Yeah, and it was just such an amazing team. Like yeah. it's sort of, it's sort of hard to, you know, you could almost pick that as your Australian team. That was such a great team, and we were going up to play at. Uh, you know, we played up in Queensland, the grand final. It was all against us, and and we didn't play well. I didn't, I didn't have a particularly good game, and it was sort of a, yeah, it was a bit of a dour event in the end. You know, we we're all hoping for for success, but you know, they were just way too good. You look from '83 when you debuted to 2000 when you retired. The Eels, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Bulldogs. Four sides that could genuinely go down in the conversation as best ever club sides. So. Tough going. Yeah, it was tough going. Um, and, and in those early 80s, the, the Eels were powering as well. Yeah. I think I remember one of my, well, you know, one of the moments, um, uh, big Eric Groth was flying down the sideline and I'm the little fullback there to stop him. <laughs> anyway, I just threw my whole body in there and ended up, uh, he, he somehow went out, and which was great, bundled him into touch, not really bundled him, but he just sort of ran over me and ended up treading on the, Thing. Anyway, he picked me up off the ground, you know. <laughs> Come on, fella, up you go. Well done, you know, give me a pat on the back. But, uh, you know, they just had an incredible team back in those days, mm. you know. Um, the likes of, you know, Sterling and Kenny and Price and Cronin. And, you know, it was just a fantastic opportunity mm. to play against them. And, um, you know, some of the some of the greats who I'd sort of grown up watching, you know, the Graham Eadies from Manly and yep. uh, Chris Close and... Um, Noel Cleels and, you know, all of these great players who I, I really did have a, a – I was blessed to be able to, to start my career so early but play with these guys who were almost at retirement. So the game had gone fully professional. You're expanding your brand off the field in many different ways. At the end of 2000, you called it quits. Why then? Yeah, uh, you know, I probably – my wife said it, said I should should, have, should play a couple more years and I sort of – uh, I'd gone through um, a couple of bad injuries towards yep. the end. I, I hurt my neck, which was a bad one. I'd had a couple of ruptured discs in my neck, and I had operations on that to get me on the field. And and um, 
um, that that enabled me to play three three more years. And uh, it sort of came down to it. My contract was up, and I thought, okay, it's the year two thousand. You know, I've, I'm thirty thirty four. Um, you know, who plays at 34 yeah. anymore, you know? So it was sort of, again, a lot of that talk against me as well where, you know, these days or the last probably 10 years, you know, you can be whatever age. It doesn't yeah. really it doesn't really stop you at all. So I don't know. I felt a little bit of peer pressure there, I suppose, to, to hang the boots up as well um, and let some of these younger guys come through. Mm-hmm. Um, I, still, I still felt I was playing good enough footy to yeah. continue on, but it was – yeah, it was sort of more okay. Time to move on, and let's. Um, uh, and then in the, in that first year, I started uh, the, the escape fishing with ET show. So I sort of made. I'd been thinking about it. I wanted to get into television. I wanted to do something outdoory. Love my fishing, and um, and outdoors. So um, in that year, the year start of the year two thousand, I I got a um, television show up. And uh, we only had Wednesdays off training, and so I'd fly out Tuesday night mm. if I had to go into state, and I'd film all day Wednesday. And we ended up getting twenty three shows shot that year, and, it, and uh, Fox Eight ended up pl- playing it on a s- Friday night at seven thirty, and then after, um, and then after that season, Channel Nine bought it and then ran with it for the next nine years, um, which was fantastic. You know, it was it was great to be able to move straight into something that I love. Yeah. Another passion that I loved, and uh, yeah, no, it was um, yeah, no, it was a really uh, a, a difficult time in a way. But the Olympics were on that year; it yep. was a really big year. Ended up getting to run with the torch and a whole range of things, which you know I had a really good send off. The Sharkies looked after me well there, and then Brian and uh, Brian arranged a massive big uh, big function. Yep. And it was it was you know I went off with a bang. I couldn't couldn't be happier with all of that. Um, it's funny when you do retire, you kind of look back and go, oh, I probably could have gone a few more years, you know. But at the time, it was perfect timing, and um, you know I, uh, I I was sort of happy with my decision. Are you actually busier in retirement than what you were as a footballer? Oh, I think you know the, the thing with football, it's just such a natural thing. You just play, you just throw me the ball and I can do stuff with it or kick yep. it or run or do whatever. You know, it's, 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 I don't say it's effortless, but it, it sort of, it sort of is. Yeah. And, and where, you know, have, having to step into a production world where I'm sort of producing shows and trying to create shows each week and, you know, different types of um, pressures and, um, you know, dealing with a lot of companies, mm. uh, it's a, it's a different whole ball game, but, um, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to be able to. This is season twenty-four. I'm filming at the moment, so um, been able to do it for quite a, quite a lot of years. So um, I guess I've got the the hang of it now, and and I'm enjoying it. But it's definitely got um, it's got difficulties that uh, you know you have to you have to kind of you know re-educate yourself yeah. in in some areas where footy was just you know you sort of just ran out there and it mm. happened. So here's Ennis now. Fafita tries to crash his way over, he does. Fafita got the ball over the line. Michael Ennis and Ben Barber celebrate. They Mike. saw what I saw. I've got try. We all saw what you saw. Fafita's got it on the ground. By and large, you stayed away from the team, the club and footy. You kept, I guess, a comfortable but supportive distance. 
2016 and that premiership, what did that mean to you? Yeah, no, it meant a hell of a lot. Um, it was sort of, I remember at the beginning of the year, uh, I went and went up to um, Cronulla and, and the guys were training on a field and and um, and I looked at the lineup and I was I was that excited and I went over to to Flano, Flano the coach and I just said mate this is the year this is it this is the team mm. and it was you know every single position had a quality and not just a quality player a representative yep. style player you know we had guys in there who were the the best of the best best players that you could find in those positions and then com- combining them all and getting them all at that same age, um, you know, to go and win a premiership is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Um, you know, every team thinks they're going to do it at the start of the year, but in the end it's really only these magical teams that can come up with plays and uh, and perform out of this world sort of stuff to um, – yeah, just to set themselves apart from all the other teams in the competition. Um, you know, t- to go through the, the, the team, there were just so many great players from Benny Barber at fullback. Yep. You had Valentine Holmes in the, in the, um, on one of the wings and you, you had guys like uh, Maloney. Now, what a player. Yep. Um, uh, Ennis at hooker. You know, Fafita at his best, you know, yeah. big, powerful. Lukey Lewis, you know, amazing players that when you um, when you look at them, they are in the top form of their career. They, these career guys, best career best form and, you know, quality players, like top level, top level players. And, you know, you had your spine covered with, with three brilliant players. And, wow, you know, it was just... It was the year that it was all going to happen, and um, and fortunately that year, you know, Flano had been on the job for a couple of years, and um, and uh, yeah, he invited he invited us to quite a number of events and quite a, a number of uh, um, games. I was at presenting jumpers, and um, it was the most involved I, I'd probably ever been with the Sharks since yep. since finishing. And um, it was really good to see they were trying to build a culture and they had other players like Barry Russell and uh, many of the other players that I'd, I'd played alongside over the years, Gavin Miller, and, you know, they were bringing all these players in and mixing with the players. So I knew all the team very well. Um, it was really nice to be able to go there and, you know, be invited to their team dinners. And um, so that year in particular I spent, yeah, probably almost every week I was doing something with the Sharks, which was which was fabulous. Yeah. And, yeah, a lot of people probably didn't know that, that I, was, I was involved in that way. But, um, yeah, no, it was – and, and doing different corporate things as well, different corporate functions for the club. Um, yeah, so it was a really nice uh, um, year to be involved and – you know, it was uh, they'd they'd asked me. I got rung out of the blue that, that year if if I would hand over the, at, on stage the uh, the award for the uh, most notorious player mm. of the match, and which was an incredible honour in itself. And so, you know, being out there, I watched I watched the game from the stand, and then the second half, I got ushered around the other side, and I watched the second half from the sideline. Very cool. And then. Uh, to watch those last few minutes, I was definitely sure that the Sharks had lost against the yeah. Storm 
and I couldn't even see at times between the, the masses of people yep. who were gathered along the, the, the sideline. But um, it was when the Hooter went and we'd actually won that match, it was more shock. I think 90% of the crowd were Sharks supporters and uh, they all went silent for a moment and nobody could quite come to terms with the fact that yeah. the Sharks had actually won that game. And so I was able to go out onto the field and congratulate the players. And then, you know, funny enough, I eyeballed Gal, who was um, – he was in behind the posts at one end. He, he, he saw me and come running over. And uh, and hence that, that photo that was just um, – he'd had he'd – had, 17 years or something or 16 years of no premierships and he'd tried his butt out in every game and I'd tried my butt out for 18 years and hadn't had a chance at one. And uh, and I think it was just, you know, for all the players that had played and all the administrators and yes. the so many people who had been involved in the club trying to get a premiership and actually now have this premiership, it was, uh, yeah, it was certainly uh, tears of joy. You're a one-club guy. It doesn't happen all that often, especially in the modern game. As we sit here in 2023, what does that mean to you? Yeah, it was always an important important thing for me. I loved the Sharks. I, I had opportunities to go elsewhere. I had very close, uh, you know, calls with uh, Bobby Fulton and uh, for, to go to Manly. And he said, you know, you want to win a premiership, you've got to come to us, you know. And then uh, and I remember... Um, you know, I had uh, Balmain there at one stage and they were all over me like a rash and, and uh, Alan Jones, he just wasn't going to say no and it was, wow, it was hard to convince him. It was, I think, the fact that, you know, I'd played all my years at the Sharks so I, I, and I, he understood the fact that I really wanted to play out my career with the Sharks and, and um, yeah, so, no, it was uh, it was fantastic that I was able to do those 18 years at the Sharks Um uh, you know, it was funny over those years. I'd, I'd had Gal around at my place, and he was asking me, you know, is it worthwhile? And should I? And I convinced him to to stay at the club. Um, and you know, just saying it's, you know, it, it was de- it's definitely worthwhile if you stay at the stay at the club because uh, it'll make you feel better about your your career as well mm. as I did. But um, yeah, no, no regrets at all. Um, yeah, you know, it would have been nice to win a premiership, but, uh, you know, it would have been nice to be in the 2016 team, you know. Yeah. I would have loved to run around in the centres there on stick me on a wing, I don't care, you know. You look like you're still good, mate. <laughs> if you had to look back and self-assess your career from 83 to 2000, how do you judge it? Yeah, no, I've, I've certainly set some set some goals and were able to achieve achieve those goals. I had a hell of a lot of fun. I went through two of the two of the greatest errors. I think I was just very yeah. fortunate. The eighties and the nineties were fabulous. Um, just such an array of incredible talent from the Mal Meningas and Laurie Daly's and Ricky Stewart's and Bradley Clyde's and you know the Alfie Langers and Wally Lewis and oh just. So many greats um, are all out of that that era, you know, and it's uh, it's it was fabulous to be able to to play alongside all these guys. You know, I was able to set personal goals. I was, you know, try scoring was something that I really wanted to be to be up there. And it's it's a lot more difficult to score a try in the centres than it is at fullback or wing. 
And, you know, these days they're scoring, you know, upwards of nearly 30 tries, yeah. so some of the players, and you kind of – they're on the wing and you're going, OK, I wonder how many your centre has <laughs> scored and it would never be even half. Yeah. Um, so that was always a big thing for me to be able to try to score as many tries for the, for the club in the centre position. And, you know, I was lucky to – score five tries twice, which was a pretty cool thing. And I think the funny thing was that was, I think it was the 27th of August, um, five years apart, but the same day. Something like that. You scored five tries. Out. Yeah, wow. that's right. That's a bizarre Here's one, a isn't it? Stat. Yeah, so something like that. But, um, yeah, but, uh, no, I was really happy to be able to do that. And I think... The crowning glory for me was, you know, being inducted into the Hall of Fame yep. and um, and being in that top 100 players of all time, which, uh, you know, there weren't many even of, of, you know, there were probably a handful of my my um, era of players yeah. who were, were in that. And and I felt really privileged there because that was, um, you know, there's, I think in, in the end I played 485 first Grade games or first class games, you know, nearly five hundred and uh, two hundred and must be two hundred and sixty five tries or something. So, you know, there's a lot of good stats that sort of back up the fact that um, you know I, I had a, a, a good career. An incredible career, actually, an incredible fella as well. Always have been, always will be. Named in Australia's greatest 100 players, a stand named after you at home base, voted a Cronulla immortal, 328 games for the Sharks, 30 for New South Wales, 29 for Australia, and a wonderful legacy that stretches well beyond the unofficial border that is Tom Ugly's Bridge. Andrew Eddinghausen, it has been a pleasure. You, sir, are a legend. Thanks, Andy. In 2023, this is what you can expect from Unfiltered. The Legend Series starts your working week, featuring interviews with some of the game's finest, in-depth and personal. We talk footy and life in a subtle mix you can't or won't hear anywhere else. On Thursday, the Rugby League Superpod returns. 12 different player interviews every single episode. It's fast-paced, and if you like a laugh with your footy... This is for you. It's the weekly show you can't miss. Then on Saturday, it's Dream Team time. Who would you name in your best ever 13? We ask that question to players past and present. We don't always agree, but that's what it's about. The ultimate argument starter. Who is the best 13 ever? Be sure to follow us on social media to keep up to date on who's coming onto the podcast. We're all over Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Andy Raymond. Or you can check out the website, andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Before you go, do a mate a favour and when you're done here, leave a five-star rating and write a quick review for us on the podcast app you're listening on. In terms of business, it's huge for us and it allows us to keep creating the content you love for free. Make sure you come back soon. Legends 